This is Paul Nobles from eperform.com and I am making this recording for gym owners and specifically gym owners that are taking our Eat to Perform certification course, but obviously there'll be a lot of other gym owners that can benefit from this. And so just to kind of preface this discussion, what I wanted to do was kind of walk you guys through why you know I'm an authority on this topic because most of you are trying to get business through social media a lot of the local channels and stuff like that active and if you're not in our eat form certifications course we offer it um, every two to three months and it's a great way to kind of interact with you know our PhDs and the people that do the research for for eat reform and ultimately you know nutrition is a big part of what many of your members need for from a from a results side of things and so that actually does sort of get me to a very important part and probably the most important part is that you know your gym members are um, buying results and ultimately that you're in the fat loss business whether you like it or not and um, what's been sort of interesting when you look at the you know health and wellness industry is we've allowed diets and dieting to dominate the conversation and so there's probably a lot of your members that are focused on you know some form of whole foods diet, whether you want to call it paleo, that's fine. Um, some are doing, you know, flexible dieting. Um, but in terms of getting better at exercise, I think we all need to do a much better job as trainers in terms of convincing people that, you know, dieting is basically just a deficit way of eating and you don't get better at exercise eating in a deficit way of eating. So one of the ways that we kind of set people up, and important to preface this part of the discussion because if we don't start from this place, then we don't really understand what our real goal is and what, what they're buying is results. And if you don't get them results, they're gonna join Orange Theory or Global Gym or, or whatever. And um, and, and some of the gym owners actually, you know, you guys might own an Orange Theory. And if you do, you know, the, these would apply to you as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, to get better at exercise, you have to have some kind of food um, where the client is establishing a baseline. And then we're working off of that baseline. And that baseline shouldn't always be in a restricted state. And uh, if you're not familiar with Eat Perform, we have right at 1.5 million fans. I market towards your customer base every single day, so I'm an authority on the topic. When you look at the biggest brands in health and wellness, you know, Weight Watchers, MyFitnessPal, I think Weight Watchers has right at 2 million fans. We're at 1.5, MyFitnessPal, I think we're, we're right with MyFitnessPal, Fitbit, I think we were we have about 500,000 fans more than them um, if you look at you know somebody like Chris Powell you know he has 
uh, one million fans. Um, so so the, the, I'm not saying this from a, a bragging standpoint. I'm just trying to establish the fact that I know what I'm talking about and why that's important. So when we're talking about, you know, online to offline marketing, I think that, you know, from that standpoint, you might look at me and say, well, what do you know about offline marketing? And I will, you know, fully, you know, admit to you that while there are differences, the differences aren't as stark as you think. And I think that I can sort of bridge the gap for you guys. So I first wanted to start off with the most important part of what your social media channels should look like. And when people ask me what business I'm in as it relates to eat perform, I always tell them that I'm in the excitement business first. And if you're not in the excitement business first, don't expect, well, okay, let me back up a little bit. If for instance, you're selling results and you were just constantly hammering people with like um, progress pictures of your clients, how's that working for you, right? I mean, you're probably getting some clients from that, but in general, you're not really having a conversation. You're just yelling at them with your best results. And then, you know, how does that represent the whole or how, you know, for instance, if you send out an ad and um, that ad is talking about bikini season or something like that, and you are hammering people from that perspective, well, what if they have a lot of fat to use? Maybe they would say, you know, and we actually get this a lot where people will say, you know, I don't feel like I'm an athlete, so therefore I don't feel like I can use Eat to Perform, even though Eat to Perform ultimately is, um, is based on the concepts of total daily energy expenditure and could not be, you know, based on more scientific information. And so you could actually be a chain-smoking alien. That's my big big joke that I make and and concepts of total daily energy expenditure still apply to you. Um, so when you're the reason why that's important and the reason why that discussion is interesting is because you have to be able to diversify your message so more people are interested. I know when I first started out at you know, CrossFit Templar, which I, I actually at that point was CrossFit North Star. Um, and, and once again, this is not a CrossFit discussion. I mean, if you're a powerlifting gym, all of these concepts apply to you. If you're Orange Theory, all these concepts apply to you. So starting off with, you know, excitement. And then the question is, is does your message that you're putting out to the public is that exciting? Is that going to be something that they're going to be excited about? Or are you just showing them, you know, pictures of bikinis, right? And 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 maybe they're looking at that and going, well, that's not me. So therefore, I'm not going to join that gym. And 
when you approach it from a standpoint of excitement, like as an example, we just put out a video that a, a, a member made for us. And that member um, kind of highlighted all the different body types that represent Eat to Perform. And I thought it, it really represented our community very well. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like this high dollar promotional type of stuff. I think what happens for a lot of gyms is that the thing that gets them excited in the beginning becomes, you know, overwhelming in the end, right? You're in the business of, of you know, you're excited about your fitness journey. And so you start talking to clients you decide to open up a gym and then all of a sudden you become in the counting business and you become in the advertising business and, and, you know, all these other kind of things. And so, you know, for a lot of people, they started off and they owned a gym and they, they wanted to be an entrepreneur and maybe they even have a job right now. And this is kind of like their secondary job, but they wanted to be their primary job. What I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about is, is how you make that happen. But let's be very clear about what being an entrepreneur is because all that four-hour work week bullshit, that's a lie. Um, you know, good luck with that. But I can tell you from experience that virtually every single day of my Eat to Perform life, you know, we have 60 staff members at Eat to Perform. And every single day, the message that I tell them is for me to win Weight Watchers, you know, well, for us to win, eat to perform, Weight Watchers needs to lose. And and Slim Fast needs to lose. And, and really anyone talking about doing extremes needs to lose. And I think that that's an important message for my team to hear because what we're really trying to sell, you know, our community on is, like I said, first excitement, but also patience and understanding that that this takes a while. And, you know, the process of, of kind of dissecting what works for you and what doesn't work for you isn't always, you know, linear where you just like lose a bunch of fat and, you know, um, and, and, you know, we can get into the fat loss topic. I mean, obviously we cover that to death. So, you know, um, what I want to do here is just really kind of walk you guys through the process. But if, if you're thinking that opening up a gym, you know, hiring a bunch of, of, of you know, um, trainers and then, you know, you'll you'll hand over this to your accountant and then, you know, somebody will do your marketing and all this other type of stuff. You'll probably be out of business really quickly. Um, you know, most small businesses start off with the people in charge doing a lot of the work. What's interesting about the discussion that we're having is, like I said, when when I joined CrossFit North Star, which ultimately became CrossFit Templar, there was 800 CrossFit gyms around the world. Um, and now there's something like 13,000. And, you know, you're all in competition, right, if you're a CrossFit gym. But even if you're a powerlifting gym or Orange Theory, you have to react to, you know, the, the competition in your 
area. So that brings me really to um, kind of a major theme that when I'm talking to gym owners, I ask them. And the thing that I ask them is, do you own everyone in Poughkeepsie, New York? And, you know, I, I don't, I always use Poughkeepsie, New York, just because the name sounds funny. But the, you know, let's say that there's 15,000 people in Poughkeepsie, New York. Do all of those people like your page? And you go, well, you know, they, they might not be interested in Orange Theory or, you know, whatever. Um, or CrossFit or powerlifting. And I would argue that that doesn't matter. That somebody that they know, you know, is interested in the things that you do. And so by proxy, you can reach them. And it's fairly easy to do. It's fairly cheap to do. I mean, many of you are spending thousands of dollars in rent and equipment and all this other type of stuff. And then all of a sudden I say, well, you know, you need to have everyone in Poughkeepsie, New York, like your page, you know, and it'll cost you roughly, you know, let's say $600. And people are like, whoa, can't do it, you know. And the reason why you can't do it is because you're viewing social media from a transactional standpoint and I'm going to try and change that a little bit but what you need to do when you own everyone in Poughkeepsie New York is you need to quit hammering them with the bikini pictures and the before and after pictures because it's not going to get you where you ultimately want to go now does that mean that you can't have testimonials on your page or you can't have you know no you know but ultimately what you really want it to be is a celebration of your members a celebration of your community um, and when I say community I mean the whole community I mean Poughkeepsie New York and you know Let's say that someone is interested in, so I'm gonna back up for just a second. My big suggestion that I'm gonna make to you guys right now is send people to your website. So, and, and this is a low dollar cost. It's, it's something that is really easy to do. You make a good piece of content. And I know, I know it seems like content can be overwhelming. So I'm going to write some content for you guys. And then, you know, I'm going to put it in the show notes of this podcast. And then you then take that content, put it on your website, and then, you know, kind of expound from there. I'm just going to give you a basic idea on how you would want to do it. And how it can make an impact on people because I, I feel like ultimately um, it, it's sort of hard to conceptualize sort of, uh, some of the things that I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm going to write this for you guys so you can um, get clients. But what I really want to say is that you guys are looking at Facebook or Twitter or whatever it is, you know, social media, you know, channel from the standpoint of what it 
can do for you. And when you look at your clients, you know, or potential clients, they're not, that's not why they go to Facebook. And so you need to think about why do I go to Facebook? Why do I, you know, what do I click? What am I interested in? And because you probably do interact with a fair amount of businesses. And so the piece of content that I'm going to do for you guys, I actually wrote up a title and I'll, I'll base it off of that. But, 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 you know, if you look at um, a gym owner, you know, typically a gym owner is going to be a pretty fit person, right? It's going to be a person that a lot of people aspire to, you know, in, um, in that community. And so, you know, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, before I was fit, I would have been very interested in hearing what a gym owner eats daily to stay lean. So that's what I'm going to write for you guys is how I buy my food locally. And then what you will do is you'll just cut and paste it and you'll change it to um, the the information that is relevant to your area. And it's a piece of content that you'll be able to take, you know, and then all you need to do is go to boost post and uh, ultimately, you know, you'll um, be able to target, you know, and maybe maybe I'll, I'll throw out some screenshots to show you guys how to do that. But you can tar- target the people specifically in P- Poughkeepsie, New York, or you can target the people specifically within like a five-mile region or something like that. So I'll, I'll throw out some screenshots for you guys to be able to easily see that. Um. But in terms of where do you go from there, you know, what I would do in that scenario is I would put up some type of thing in that post where um, you would not really be overly selly, but you would have your phone number in that post, right? You know, um, and, you know, if the health of your family is important, hold on one second, guys.